May I say and take this opportunity to say to each and every one of you, may you have a blessed Christmas. May you have a blessed Christ festival. And may in your heart you never spell Christmas with an X. Because believe me, There's nothing that we need to know about Christmas. It's not an X that we need to identify anything. Christmas is spelled. Can you spell with me? C-H-R-I-S-T. It's all about Him. This is His birthday. And it's just the best birthday ever because His birthday is all about Him and it's all about us. I want to share with you this morning a very well-known passage. In Luke chapter 2, it says this, when Jesus was born, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expected or was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. We're going to pause there. Now let me just share this with you. While I was preparing for this morning's service, I was reminded again about the reality of what we are celebrating. We're not just celebrating our Savior. We're not just celebrating Christmas and knowing it's all about Jesus, but we are celebrating Also, how God chose to bestow and to show His love for us. Now, let me ask, is is Dylan here? Is Stella here? Is Stella in the kids' corner? Where's Venice? Is Stella in the kids' corner? You can go get her for me, please. Thank you so much. Okay. You see, we sometimes forget that the things we read scripturally, the things we celebrate and that we do very often, we sometimes forget that it's not just spiritual and pseudo-prophetic and we leave everything up high. And we think about these things in spiritual ways, in spiritual manner. Now that is true and that is what we are dealing with. But let me just remind you That our God loved us so much that He gave His Son to come in the form of a little baby, Christ incarnate. As we read this passage, there was no place for Jesus to be born. There was no place. (laughs) Now let me share this with you. There is no way 
There is no way that I'm going to take little Stella and, and not find the best place for her. That is how I feel about her, how precious she is. Yes. And not only that, but if you think I would do it, that's one thing, but Vanine allowing you to give Stella anything but the best is unfathomable. I don't, she looks this soft, but man, <laughs> you touch that baby, you're in trouble. <laughs> yes. We are celebrating today our king. That is not just our king, Leah. He read it to us. Isaiah says, and he prophesied 740 odd years before Christ's birth, prophesied that unto us a child is born. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor. And to the extent of his rule, of his kingdom, there will be no end. It's a prophecy made. It's a prophecy given. Our king was prophesied and promised long before he was born. And then came Jesus. And in Jesus, every promise made in the Old Testament is fulfilled. What God said in Genesis was fulfilled in that promise. Christ came in the form of a baby. But I want you this morning with me to see the baby. Yes. And to see the vulnerability of a baby. To see the fact that she cannot sit. You cannot sit, sorry, but you can't. She cannot stand. God the Father gave us our Savior, our King, the King of Kings. And His love, the extent of His love was so that He gave us Jesus incarnate in the form of a baby. And Mary, a teenage mom, you're not teenage anymore, so sorry, you're not falling in that bracket. But Mary received a promise a little bit closer than 700 years before. She received a promise a few months earlier. The angel came to her and said, you're going to have a child. And when that little baby, when the census was taken, when Joseph and Mary was there and there was no place, when that little baby was born, that promise was fulfilled to Isaiah. That promise was fulfilled to David. That promise was fulfilled to Moses. That promise was fulfilled to Mary. Amen, are you with me? You're such a good preacher. Thank you so much. You get the picture? You've got to see the baby Jesus. Don't give any. You've got to see the baby Jesus to understand the extent of his surrender to make sure that you have a way to him. That the king of kings would lay everything down and become fully man. Now we say that a lot. But let's think about it practically. Jesus had to be picked up, carried around, 
He had to learn to speak. To learn to walk. In learning to walk, you fall. Hello? Yes? I know you wanted Jesus. He never fell. No. Learn to walk. Play with other children. Had to be supported, loved, taken care of. The king of kings. And he emptied himself. He surrendered himself to the Father's will, to the Father's love, so that we can celebrate today that there's no extent that Jesus would not go to to reach you and me. There's nothing and nowhere He would not go to reach out to you and me and to understand what you and I are going through. But you know what? We're going through a lot of stuff in life. That's why God became man to identify with us so that whatever you and I go through, we can know that our Savior not only knows, but He understands. Yes? This is the God that we serve. But in this, I want to hear you. I I, want to help you to hear the promises God made right from the beginning to this point in saying, a child will be born and he will govern and reign and rule. I want to read this to you again as Leah read it so eloquently to us. Listen to verse six again. For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Verse 7 says this, And of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. Let me ask you, was Jesus promised? It's not a rhetorical question. Was Jesus born? Was he promised to Mary? Was he born to Mary? Mary so much so in in carrying this promise inside of her, inside of her body, but inside of her heart. When she visited um, with Elizabeth, the name escaped me. When she visited with Elizabeth, it was so interesting to me that Elizabeth would say, The the baby John moved inside of her. She was filled with the Spirit. But Elizabeth said these words. She said, it is such a delight. I'm going to read it to you. She said, blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill His promise to her. This is what Elizabeth said to Mary. She said, how blessed am I that my Savior's mother would come and visit with me. And then she said, Blessed are you. Why? Because you believed what he promised. That is what Elizabeth blessed Mary with. And then Mary wrote this beautiful song. You can go read it due to time. I'm not going to stand there because I want to move on with this promise made and this promise kept. 
And then at the opportune time, at the right time, Jesus was born. There was no place to lay him down. There was no place, uh, room for him. He had to be laid in a manger. And at that time, while Jesus was being born in the fields close by, I'm going to read it to you. There were shepherds, verse 8 of Luke chapter 2. There were shepherds in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news. Good news that will do what? That will cause great joy. For all people, today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This uh, will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And then in verse 13, it says, suddenly, you know this passage, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom he's Favor rests. We are celebrating today the birth of Jesus, but we are celebrating today a promise kept. We are celebrating today that centuries before Christ it was promised, to Mary it was promised, and here to the shepherds, while they didn't see Jesus yet, the angels told them, Listen. Today, something is happening while you, you're not, you, you might not be aware of this, but the king was just born. Today, a savior is born unto you. And the angels sang, glory to God in the highest heaven on earth and peace to those in whom favor rest. Verse 15 is so beautiful to me. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, guess what they said to one another? Let's go to Bethlehem and see the thing, this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They heard, they received. Did they see Jesus yet, Josh? But it was a promise. It was a declaration made. Heavenly hosts saying the king was just born. And shepherds, what do shepherds do? Shepherds tend their flocks, right? They said, listen, let's, Let's leave this and let's go see what the Lord just told us about. While this was happening in Matthew, you can go read. The Magi, they were arriving on the scene. They were asking, listen, where's this king of the Jews being born? Why? Did they see him? No. But they saw a promise in the stars. They saw, they said, listen, we, we saw his star. Tell us where this king is. King Herod said, no, no, no. Listen, we don't know where he is. We'll, we'll find out. He got his wise men to tell, ask them, where would he be? He said, no, he would be in Bethlehem. And he said, okay, you go find him in Bethlehem, and then you come and tell me. And then they went out, and you can go read it in Matthew. It says, and they followed the star up to the place where Jesus was, where Christ was born. So they followed before they saw the shepherds listened and believed before they saw. Yes? They heard the promise, took the promise, kept the promise, searched the promise out. And none of them were disappointed because God is a God that keeps His promises. I see a lot of you thinking, Piet, where are you going with this? 
Let me share this with you. So many times Christmas for us, as we know, is just trees and presents and singing and joy and shopping. And, yes? And then we remind one another, say, wait, wait, wait a minute. Christmas is not about this. Christmas is about Jesus. This is what this is about. And then we remember the, the manger and we remember Christ and we, we remind ourselves that this is what he did. This is the extent of his love. But this morning I want to invite you to see with me the promise that was fulfilled. The promise was not. Leah, I hope they, they listen carefully. The promise was not that there will be a baby. Full stop. The promise was, for unto us, a child is born. But the promise said this. The promise said that not only is this child born, it says, and the government will be on his shoulders. Come on. What will be on his shoulders? The government will be on his shoulders. It also said, the promise said, and he will be called. What? Read it with me. Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now read with me verse 7, because you can do better than this. The promise also said of the greatness of His government and peace, there will be no end. You see, we remind ourselves that today is about Jesus and we stop at the manger. We look at the baby, but we forget to do as Elizabeth did. Elizabeth didn't even see the baby. Elizabeth saw the mom, a pregnant teenage mom, and she carried this promise inside of her, and she saw the promise inside of Mary, and she was touched by the presence of the king, so much so that she addressed Mary as the mother of her Savior. Hello? Let me ask you, if we today remind ourselves that it's about Jesus, do we walk past the manger and only see the baby? Or we do, do we look right through the first, I almost want to say the first clarification, the first clear picture of that promise and we see that little baby and we remind ourselves how much God loves us but we see within that baby's face we see the King of kings and the Lord of all and the one that will govern and reign and to his peace and to his glory and to his kingdom there will be no end. My question to you, what do you believe about the manger, about the baby? Do we just hear the nice story or we look beyond it and ask ourselves, so where am I at? What do I see? How do I address my Savior? How do I arrest my own heart when I see His promise kept? I want to end with two examples. Beautiful examples in the same passage of people that were waiting on this promise. 
and their reaction. Are you okay to follow with me? You saw Mary. You saw the shepherds. Listen to this. So when the time came for Jesus to be taken to the temple, he met two people at the temple. The one's name was Simeon. Don't know if you know about Simeon, but let me tell you about Simeon. Verse 25, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was on him. Let's let's quickly just remind ourselves, who was Simeon? Simeon was holy and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel. He knew God made some promises that was not in fulfillment yet. And it says, and the Holy Spirit was on him. Why? Because in verse 26 it says, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So Isaiah received the promise. Mary received the promise. There were lots of promises made, but to Simeon, God made the promise. Simeon, you will not die before you see the Savior. And when Simeon saw Jesus, verse 27, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. So in other words, one morning, God said, Simeon, today's the day. The Spirit said, Simeon, you gotta go to the temple today. Maybe Simeon didn't know why. But while he was at the temple, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms And praise God. I want you to hear what Simeon said. Simeon said, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you have now dismissed, you you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory of your people of Israel. In simple terms, Simeon said, God, you are a God of your promises. You made a promise that I will see this Savior You can take me now because I've seen him. Isn't it so? That's what Simeon said. Simeon said, okay, Lord, this is it. (laughs) Today's the day. I'm ready. You kept your promise. Are we still that way wired? Are we still dealing with his promise like that? You say, yes, but we believe that Christ was born. Do you still believe that to his governance and to his peace there will be no end? Hello? Wasn't that part of the promise? I do not see him not your head. That was part of the promise, right? Do we still believe that? Do we like Simeon say, God, we've seen the promise in Jesus. We've seen the promise in the church. We've seen the promise in the Holy Spirit. We know that to your governance and your peace, there will be no end. I almost want to say finish and clear. But I won't because that's too Afrikaans. I want to introduce you to one more. Is that okay as we finish? Last portion of Luke chapter 2 says this. There was also a prophet named Anna. She was the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, and then she was a widow until she was 84. How old was Anna? 84. Anna was a widow most of her life. What did Anna do? Let's let's read. 
She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Some people, that even if their world falls apart, they hold on to God more, not less. And I said, well, okay, if I don't have my earthly husband with me, God, hold on to you. Be in your house. Spend time in your presence. But there was a promise in Anna's spirit. Listen to this. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Israel. I see Anna. I see Anna like me, you know, sometimes when Vanine or Nikkei walks past with one of the kids, I just love grabbing them and holding them and walking around with them, you know, because I love, I'm their opa. I just, I know it's not very spiritual to say, but I love bragging with them a little bit. Yeah, opa like me to have a grandchild like that. But you find Anna, a widow, 84 years of age, saying to Mary, Mary, can I hold him a bit? This is just what I see. This is not in the detail. I'm filling in the detail for myself. And Anna walking around with Jesus. And this part is in Scripture, and she told people about him. You waiting for the Savior? You're waiting for the promise to be fulfilled. I see the fulfillment in Anna's face. I see the excitement in Simeon. But more than anything, I see the gratification of people knowing that their God is a God that keeps his promises. I'm here to remind you this morning, you cannot go out before I say this to you. If you today want to celebrate Christmas the way God intended, I'm here to remind you that God is a promise keeper. Jesus in the manger points to the fact that our God keeps His word. Our God loves you our Father would go to the umpteenth extent to give us what we need so that we can be with Him. There's a saying that goes, Christ is the reason for the season. That is true. But can I remind you this morning that because Christ is the reason for the season, you are the reason for this season. I don't know where you're at. I don't know where you find yourself spiritually this morning. I don't know what you're battling and what you're struggling with. But I do know this. As I was preparing for this morning, I just sensed in my heart that there's quite a few of us struggling to hold on to the clarity of our faith. To look through the mist and through all the hustle and bustle 
and say, God, I'm not clear about a lot of things, but I'm clear about this. As you kept your promise in Christ, I know that to his governance and peace, there will be no end. And because of that, I stand firm. I am yours. I remain in you. I want to remind you this morning, God has not only keep his promises to Mary, to Isaiah, but in Christ, he reminds you that he keeps his promise to each and every one of us. And here's the promise if you might have forgotten. Just a few. For God so loved you that he gave his only son so that you can have life. This Jesus, this king grew up and made these promises. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is that a promise? This Jesus, as he ministered, said, I am the bread of life. If you come and eat, this bread will truly fill you and you will not go hungry again. This Jesus said, I am the true vine. If you remain in me, you will bear fruit. This Jesus said, that if we hold on to him, embrace him through faith, it'll be like a fountain of life inside of us. Nourishing us, filling us. This king of ours said that you will never be alone. Is this something I'm just saying, or did he say that? So don't you let this Christmas day pass you by before you remind yourself that you are serving. A God that keeps His promises. That's what the baby Jesus, the King in the manger, is saying, communicating to you.